Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, boys and girls, he she's and she she's. Welcome to Let's Talk Home Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talking the House. How y'all doing today out there? The last Friday of the year. <laughs> You're here and I'm here. That's always a good thing. Always a good thing. All right. Man, we hopefully we got a great show planned for you today. Uh got a lot of stuff to talk about. I still find the stuff just before I came on the air. Came on the air, so yes, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but before we get into all that, let me go ahead and tell you how you can be a part of the show. All right, first and easiest way, just call me three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. I almost forgot the number myself. Once again, that's three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. If you want to talk. Uh, just press the number one on your keypad. I see you, and I bring you on into the conversation. Also, our chat room is open, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. You also can um, log in with a username. That way you can type, um, join the conversation in the chat room also. And another, the last way is just send me an email. That's all I got to do, Eric Letts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. Those are all the ways you can participate in the show today. And as I said before, man, I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you anytime I'm on the air because I learn a lot from you because I don't know it all. Uh, hopefully you learn a little from me because you're not claiming you know it all. And anyway, so we uh, we good with that. All right. <laughs> All right, um, let's see what else. I have a song of the day for you. I got a quote of the day for you. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, about, I'm about ready. Um, you know what, though? Hmm, I'll tell you what. We're going to go on and knock out the song of the day, okay? That I think that'll be better. It's only about three and a half minutes long. So, yeah. All right. So, without further ado, here's Leela James featuring Anthony Hamilton and Say That. Say 
official song of the day right there. Smooth groove, wasn't it? <laughs> Miss Leela James featuring Anthony Hamilton. Say that. I'm telling you, I like that song, man. That song has a nice groove, I tell you. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mr. Talking. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Um, a whole lot. And so, what are we going to do? We're going to get to it. <laughs> We're going to get to it. Oh, it's purple with a red tongue all. All right, anyway. <laughs> oh, here we go. The quote of the day is, um, I think it's more encouraging than anything. And being that this is the last Friday of the year, um, I thought some people may need to hear this today. So here it is. Y'all listen, it's pretty good too. <clears throat> Excuse me. An arrow can only be shot by pulling it backwards. When life is dragging you back with difficulties, it means it's going to launch you into something great. So just focus and keep aiming. Ain't that, that boy, isn't that kind of deep, isn't it? Huh? That's deep right there. But it's encouragement, right? It's encouragement. I like that arrow. You know, I'm gonna go back for a little while, but when when I get released, <laughs> I'm gone, flying in the air, gonna get my targets, gonna hit it, gonna hit them targets without a doubt. That's what I'm talking about right there. And I thought that was just something nice to do on the last day of the year. I mean, last Friday of the year, because it's not the last day yet. But uh, we'll get there eventually. But anyway, with all that being said, let's get on with the get on, man. I tell you, I'm I'm ready to get on with the get on here. Uh, There's a lot. There's a lot I want to talk about. And of course, you know, being that it is Freedom Friday, you can call in um, with something else you want to talk about, if that's what you want to talk about. I have no problem with that. <clears throat> well, none whatsoever. All right. So, first topic up for for discussion is Michael Vick. Y'all remember Michael Vick? You know, that black quarterback that was playing for the Atlanta Falcons that was tanned the NFL up and all of a sudden he got hit with some dog charges because he was supposedly fighting dogs, which I think that was a setup. I'm going to be honest. My thought process on that was somebody in his family got caught and since it was on land that he bought, you know, he had to take the rap for it. <clears throat> I'm sure that he there was going, you know, somebody was shooting for him anyway. Couldn't have a young black man that successful. <laughs> but anyway, let me not go there yet. Um, well, anyway, this weekend, the Atlanta Falcons are honoring some some former players, and Michael Vick happened to be one of them, happens to be one of them. Well, there's some Atlanta fans that are just outraged, upset, all that. Um <laughs> they say do they have a uh, um, petition started at change.org and they're seeking to have the team to revoke its invitation to the former quarterback. Oh Lord. As of Monday, Friday morning, this morning it had reached 8,000 of its 10,000 supporter goal. And less than 24 hours after the petition drive was started. Um, as I said, you know, he's expected to be among several players honored at halftime. But, you know, I don't see what's wrong. I don't see what's wrong with that, really. Um, 
The petition says, by inviting Michael Vick to participate in a ceremony on Sunday, the Falcons are honoring a convicted dogfighter who profited from cruelty to animals for years. Please sign this petition and let the Falcons know that NFL fans do not support Vic and do not condone his actions. Now, let's not forget, Vic served 21 months in prison, in prison. All right. Then he had to go home and still do house arrest for about a year, I do do believe. So, you know, and, and you know, the interesting part about it. These same fans right here that has so-called has a problem with him and, and his conviction are the same ones that was up there up there on Sunday afternoon cheering for this young man or even betting money on it. So, you know, that just goes to show you, man, people turn on you in a heartbeat. I mean, they will turn on you quickly once you stop being once you stop being um a used used to them a. Hey, you got to go, man. I don't like you no more. <laughs> you know, I don't like you. Look, he did his time. You know, he did his time. So now, you know, he came back in the NFL, tried to play, but he had been blackballed basically by then. So, I mean, he tried to give it a shot. It didn't work out for him. So he's now, you know, back home chilling. But let's stop. Let's stop. Let's not um, do that. That's not fair. Um, um, let's see, because I can think of some people who've done a lot of worse things <laughs> that y'all still support, that they would still support. So, hmm, I, I keep tracking to see what what this um thing is about here because this is interesting, for real, uh, <laughs> for real though. Oh man, but yeah, Michael Vick, but I think um, I think he 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 deserves to be honored. You know, that was one of the times where the Falcons were um, the team to beat, you know. Not to say they're not now, but they were then. So, you know, get off your high horse, people. Get off your high horse. There's probably a lot of things you've done, and and if you were caught doing it, people wouldn't like want you there anyway. So get off your high horse, leave Vic alone, and um, let's do what you got to do. Uh, let's see. Next up for discussion <laughs> says Sprint will be moving five thousand jobs back to the USA. Hey, ain't that something? Um, now it's it's interesting because once again, you know what? Before I, well, let me get this in because my my mind is moving now. Um, <laughs> Um, President-elect Donald Trump on Wednesday said telecommunications giant Sprint is moving 5,000 offshore jobs back to the United States. And OneWeb, a satellite Internet startup, is adding 3,000 more jobs in the U.S. The jobs were made possible, Trump said, through SoftBank CEO Mayos Yossi Sun, a Japanese billionaire and technology investor who met with Trump in New York earlier this month. After that meeting, the two businessmen announced SoftBank would invest $50 billion in the U.S. and create 50,000 jobs. Did you hear what that number was? $50 billion. That's what the number was. And create 50,000 jobs. 
Soft, SoftBank owns 80% of Sprint, and this month it invested $1 billion in OneWeb, a venture that intends to offer affordable Internet access. Sun called the investments a first step in his commitment to Trump. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Oh, can you believe that? Can you believe that? Um, now, the question is, is um, with those those five thousand or eight thousand jobs, would that be a part of the the um, the fifty thousand? Well, that's totally something different. Hmm, that's interesting to know. We need to find that out. Um, yeah, and you know, let's not forget earlier in 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 the uh, week. That um, well, last week Trump said that he helped keep what was it? I forgot how many jobs from going carrier from going over to um Mexico. Now, here's something that's interesting though, and I don't know, I, I really don't know how to dictate this, but doesn't it seem like we have two presidents right now? One <laughs> doesn't it seem that this country is working with two presidents? That that is very interesting. Because Trump is so-called doing these jobs and things or promising all these things, and he ain't even been sworn in yet. I don't know. That that, that to me that's disrespectful. It really is. I can see you setting up setting setting up all these these ventures and stuff, but wait till you get in the office. You know that's disrespectful to the president, the sitting president. Um, it really is. However. You know, they play this little game with each other. Um, it's just maddening, man. It really is. It's maddening. But, you know, we we don't care. We we really don't care, do, do we? Now, let's be honest. We really don't care, do we? <laughs> it's one of those It's one of those things where go ahead, go ahead and do it. But isn't isn't it interesting that he's calling he's able to call all these people and so and these these jobs are guaranteed to come back to the United States. Now here's my question to that. Okay, he agreed for them to come to the United States and bring the jobs back. But what was the incentive? What did he dangle out in front of them to get them to do this? Because let's let's understand this. Trump is a businessman first and foremost, okay? He's a businessman. So he understands the business world, and he understands what it's going to take to get these jobs back in the United States. With that being said, let's not forget in Detroit that that, that um, the carrier plant, where he got the jobs back in the carrier plant, let's not forget now that... um. In order for them to come back and bring 1,100 jobs back to um, the United States, <laughs> Carrier will get $7 million in state tax incentives. Yeah, you hear that? $7 million in state tax incentives to keep jobs in Indiana. Uh, so what did he give these people? What did he give these individuals? Um, son who became a billionaire through investments in Japan, Japan and China is in the midst of raising $100 billion investment fund with Saudi Arabia and others. 
I'm telling y'all, y'all better watch out for this one. That this one is is not. Um, I don't know. Something stink is beginning to stink a little bit about these things. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That 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 is true. Uh, Gnosis Cardia. She in the, she's in the chat room and said, "Greetings, Mister Talk. Maybe he is just acting on his business connections and not as prayers." Um, Barack Hussein Obama had eight years to bring something back. Oh well. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's logical. You cannot argue with that. You cannot argue with that. However, I still have. A, I want to know what are the incentives. What are what? has to be given up or given to them to ensure that these jobs come back. Because these are business businessmen doing work. So, hey, I help you out, but what do I get? What do I get? You know, so anyway, we keep eye on that. We'll see. We'll see if these jobs really pop up like they're supposed to. Um, New York City is asking the United States to pay Trump security costs. Because um, they say the first bill is about $35 million. <laughs> and they want them to pay for for the security, you know, um, yeah, for his security since he hasn't moved into the White House yet. <clears throat> and the $35 million is based on roughly $500,000 a day in security costs for the period from the presidential election through Inauguration Day. <laughs> yeah yeah so I don't know New York may have to eat that cost yeah. <laughs> hey that's that's that, hey that's part of go, goes with um somebody living in your city that was elected president um and um apparently most of the cops are working on overtime or are adding extra cost to the city. And he's and they're talking about traffic agents to uniform officers. You know. <laughs> yeah, New York, you hold up for that one. You wait on that one, all right? You wait on that one, New York, because I don't think <laughs> that's gonna work. I don't think it's gonna work. <laughs> I really don't. Now, y'all know I have some clips to play today and um it goes along with what we're, we've been talking about here the last week or so. And it's very interesting. <clears throat> and first up is uh, Representative Tulsi Gabbard. And she's <laughs> she has introduced a bill in this in, in Congress to um, tell, the, that, tell the United States to stop um, supplying <laughs> terrorists in, across the, the um, overseas and you know we've been supplying weapons and vehicles and ammunition to these people for the longest um and you know you tell normal joe that'd be like no no that's not true well yes it is true and here's a, a sitting congresswoman um that that basically is saying that so before I go any further, let me go ahead and play this clip. It's only about five minutes long, and then we'll come back and discuss that. And open up the window. Um, um, oh, my goodness. What's wrong with the way I'm talking today? I'm going to open up the phone lines once I come back, and uh, we can go and get the conversation started. All right? So first, here's um, Congresswoman Gappert, 
G-A-B-B-A-N-D, um, saying the U.S. is supplying arms to our enemies. We're guided by the lessons of history and a desire to promote stability, stability all over, and strength in our land. This destructive cycle of intervention and chaos must finally, folks, come to an end. Welcome back to Lee. That was President-elect Donald Trump on Tuesday night vowing to scale back U.S. intervention overseas, all part of his America First policy. Joining me now to talk about this and more, Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat of Hawaii, Hawaii, I guess you say. She serves on the Armed Services and Foreign Affairs Committee. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate Aloha, it. Jake. Always good to see you. So let me ask you a question. Do you agree with Donald Trump's vision of America first when it comes to foreign policy? Uh, I'm glad to hear him talking about ending our country's uh, interventionist regime change war policies. As you know, this is something that I've been talking about for years, that we need to stop the, the destruction that's been caused by our country continuously getting involved in these counterproductive regime change wars that not only end up strengthening our enemy in groups like ISIS and Al-Qaeda, but they actually end up causing more suffering uh, for the people in these countries where we are intervening, as in Syria now. I know you feel that way about Syria and Libya and Iraq. Do you feel that way about Afghanistan? Uh, Afghanistan is a little bit of a different situation, right. okay. but, but yes, essentially. You met with Donald Trump two weeks after he was elected. There was some speculation that he might offer you a cabinet position or some sort of position. Were you hoping to work in the Trump administration? Uh, I love my job. The people of Hawaii chose to rehire me again in November, and I look forward to continuing to work for them. Uh, my goal in going there, uh, in receiving the invitation to speak to President-elect Trump, was to speak specifically about the situation in Syria, the dangerous consequences of escalating uh, the regime change war that the United States is fueling there, along with countries like Saudi Arabia and Qatar uh, and Turkey, uh, escalating that through a so-called no-fly zone uh, or safe zone, uh, and urging him to end our uh, regime change war there, to stop funding both directly and indirectly groups that are working with uh, al-Qaeda and ISIS, and to stop funneling those dollars and weapons and other assistance through these other countries like Saudi Arabia, who are directly supporting these terrorist groups, who are supposed to be our enemy, who we're supposed to be fighting to defeat. And tell me about the legislation. You have a bill that you introduced today that would yes. address loopholes. You say have allowed American taxpayer dollars to fund terror groups such as al-Qaeda and ISIS in Syria. Are you, you really suggesting that the U.S. government is funding these terrorist groups? Uh, I'm not only suggesting it. This is, this is the reality that we're, we're living in. And not directly, mo Most though. Americans, you know, if, if you or I were to go and provide money, uh, weapons, or support, or whatever, to a group like al-Qaeda or ISIS, we would immediately be thrown in jail. Uh, however, the U.S. government has been providing money, weapons, intel assistance, and other types of support through the CIA directly to these groups that are working with uh, and are affiliated with al-Qaeda and ISIS. So you're saying the CIA is giving money to groups in Syria and those groups are working with al-Nusra and ISIS? There, are, there have been numerous reports from the New York Times to the Wall Street Journal and other news outlets who have declared that these rebel groups have formed these battlefield alliances with al-Qaeda, that essentially these al-Qaeda groups are in charge of every single rebel group on the ground fighting in Syria to overthrow the Syrian government. Now, the U.S. government says that they vet the groups that they give money to very, very closely. 
uh, and that you're wrong. And there, there are not alliances between groups that the American Taxpayers Fund and these other groups. Obviously, they all are fighting Assad. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Evidence has shown time and time again uh, that that is not the case, that we are both directly and indirectly supporting these groups who are allied with, are partnered with uh, al-Qaeda and ISIS in working to overthrow the Syrian government of Assad. And we've also been providing that support through countries like Saudi Arabia, Turkey and Qatar uh, to do that. Quickly before you go, um, I know uh, th th some of your colleagues, Democrats, have expressed concern about too many retired generals being in the Trump uh, cabinet. You have uh, the National Security Advisor, uh, General Flynn, and then also he's talked about uh, General Mattis uh, and General Kelly at the Pentagon and Homeland Security. Uh, do you share their concerns or do you, do you disagree? Uh, I don't share their concerns. In fact, as a veteran and as someone who's still serving in the Hawaii Army National Guard, I find it pretty offensive for people to outright discriminate against veterans. Here you have generals who have literally spent their whole lives serving our country, putting service before self, putting their lives on the line to defend democracy, and yet people are criticizing them and discriminating against them, saying just because you served as a general previously, you are disqualified from serving in a high position of leadership in our government. These people arguably uh, have put far more on the line and are far more deeply personally committed to upholding and protecting our democracy uh, than their critics. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, thanks so much. Always good yeah. to see you from a World War II fighter pilot. All right, that was the first clip I wanted to read. I mean, wanted to read, wanted y'all to hear. So you heard a congresswoman herself saying that's what's going on. It's not like it's a big uh, surprise to me because I already knew it was going on. And most of you who listen to this show, y'all know it's going on. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. But it, you know what? It's always good to hear someone else say it that's, uh, you know, a part of the establishment per se. I'm sure after she said it, she won't be um, uh, 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 um, um, she won't be a part of the establishment too wrong. Uh, <laughs> I got a question in the chat room. Say, why doesn't she speak about the regime change in Hawaii done by U.S.? The first such instance was the overthrow of the kingdom of Hawaii in 1893 and continuing to America led Hawaii invasion, I mean, American led invasion in a, a, of Iraq in 2003. Well, you know, then that's one of those things um, that. How can I say it? Um, that's not up for discussion. <laughs> you know, that is not up for discussion. And that's how it's viewed at this time. Now, when you're talking about regime change, and we let's be honest, America, man, I tell you, when we want somebody out, we go and do it. Well, this time it kind of backfired, and it backfired big time because out of it came Al-Qaeda. Out of Al-Qaeda came ISIS. And all of it being funded by the CIA, and then she mentioned two two countries, Turkey and Qatar, which is very interesting. I mean, Qatar. I don't know how to get Qatar out of that, but Qatar, you know. And these two places are known to harbor terrorists and what have you. Um, speaking of, <laughs> you know, it's just amazing how. It, this can be easily done, and nobody say anything about it. Why not? Why not? 
because it's done so smoothly and we we're so caught up with getting caught up with other things that they do it right in front of our faces and we never know we never know but that's the way it works that's the way it works that's the political political world <laughs> political correctness that's what it is political correctness okay or hypocrites which one mr talker is it both I think it's actually it is probably both. <laughs> I think it's probably both. It's political correctness and hypocritic hypocrites. I, I really do. Um, you know, that's like um here last month or so when the um Americans uh, uh, when when the USA accused Russia of um acts of killing civilians and, and things of that nature. However, we do already know that during the bombing of, of Iraq um, and Syria, that we've killed quite a bit of civilians ourselves, innocent civilians. So, you know, you, you can't just go out there and throwing labels on people, <laughs> you know, especially when your hands are dirty also. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. And speaking of hands being dirty, this is something that's very interesting. Um, remember, remember, um, they was up in arms about supposedly having Russia hacking um, the election, and that's how you know Bork got elected. Well, you know, President Obama said, "Well, you know what? We gonna we gonna strike back. We gonna we gonna do something." Well, this is what he done. He he ejected 35 Russian intelligence operatives from the United States, and he planned on imposing sanctions on Russia's two leading intelligence services, including four top officers of the military intelligence unit. The White House believes ordered the attacks on the Democratic National Committee and other political organizations. The sanctions were also intended to box in, oh, okay, yeah, to box in President-elect Donald Trump, who has constantly cast out that the Russian government had anything to do with the hacking of the DNC or other political institutions, saying American intelligence agencies could not be trusted and suggesting that the hacking could have been the work of a 400-pound guy lying in his bed. So, and basically, Mr. Trump now will have to decide whether to lift the sanctions on the Russian intelligence agency when he takes office. <laughs> and of course, um, it's, it's, it's interesting because his, some of his Republican buddies in Congress, they actually are calling you know, for an investigation into the hacking, Russian hacking as well. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we're waiting for um the the um the release of a joint analytic report um supposed to be from the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security that is clearly based in part on the intelligence gathered by the national security agencies. Now see, I I'm tell y'all something. See, here's why everything gets messed up messed up. You got too many agencies with their hand in this already. Too many. You got the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, you know, and then you're going to take information from the National Security Agency. You know, no telling what, what, what it's going to say. And whether it's true or not, we'll never know. But what we do know is that hacking goes on quite often, 
quite often. And let let me understand, explain this why why this this little stunt right here by President Obama really means nothing. Okay, number one, he's on his way out the door. Okay, let's let's go on and throw that out there. All right, now I, I'm gonna tell you this is just how. Now, usually in these, in cases like this, what happens is if one country country throws their your dip, diplomats out, you're supposed to throw theirs out as well. Well, you know what? Russia said, nope, we're not doing it. You know, and, and that says a lot. That really says a lot. Basically, what it's saying is you hold no, you hold no water, you hold nothing here, nothing. You know, you 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 just need to sit back, be quiet, because once you leave office, everything's gonna be copacetic all over again. And basically, that's that's what what um Putin is saying. You know, he can care less about these so-called sanctions. <laughs> he really can. And to throw my diplomats out, really? So, you know, some of those things you have to be careful with when you read them. And you, if you, and you have to understand the political um, atmosphere of when things are done. You know, and yes, I do believe, I do believe this was a setup. I do. This was a setup. You know, Obama said, "Okay, okay, Trump, you talking all that noise? We're gonna make you put your your money where your mouth is." And so now, once he comes in office, he has to make a decision whether to keep the. Now, see, and here's where it's gonna get interesting because he, once Trump comes in office, he's got to make a decision: lift the sanctions on Russia or let them stay. <clears throat> now, you have a Republican-led Congress and Senate who's um. <clears throat> You know, uh, many of them are like, no, 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 no. So how is he going to sway them to do it as well? You know, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. It it really is. <laughs> you know, I boy, I tell you, I can't wait. To, you know, and then once again, like I said, you have all the departments involved in gathering um um, um, gathering um, what you call it, all this so-called information is really going to be inter. You know, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens. Let's see. Nelson um, Carter said, "Don't let Trump fool you. He is a warmonger like the rest of Knox and neocons." He said, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Oh, trust me, trust me. Um. Um. You know, <laughs> you know. I remember when he was running. He said he's going to be the law and office, law law and order um, president. That's what he said. Now I remember that. And yes, I I believe he's a warmonger. I really do. I, I'm not saying that he's not. What I am saying though is he's in a he's just been placed in a, a real interesting position. Okay. And and it's one of those businesses that's going to test test his um, relationship with Russia. It is. It's going to test his relationship with Russia. How, I mean, if he leaves the sanctions in place, how is that going to? What is that going to say? You know, will Russia then kick out the, the diplomats, American diplomats, or once he get in office within the first one hundred days, he go ahead and lift the sanctions off of Russia? So what is that saying to the American people who believe that Russia is our enemy? 
you know. So it'll be interesting to see. But I got a couple of callers that want to get in on the conversation. So let me bring them in. Uh, let's see. I have um, 404. Welcome to the show. And I have um, Triple Ones. I got Triple Ones. All right. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year, Eric. How you doing? Right. Thank you, Joe. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. I happen to agree with just about everything you said about Trump. You what? We can't hear you, man. You can't hear me? All right. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. I happen to agree with everything you've said about Trump. Because Trump probably is a warmonger, but there are too many agencies with with their fingers in the pie. Each one of them has their own turf carved out for them. Each one of them is going to have a different opinion on some subject sometime which is going to cause conflict over there in the White House. So there really shouldn't be that. There are 11 intelligence agencies, not just the FBI and the CIA and the NSA. There are eight more. So that's something we don't know about, too. There's something we don't know about. Yeah. So um, what else did you say? Oh, yeah, he should lift the sanctions on Russia. There's no proof that Russia did any kind of hacking. Especially with the um, the fixing of the elections. Okay, now can you believe this? I didn't vote for Trump and I didn't vote for um, for Clinton. But the thing is, is that Trump, at least he put it out there and he said it specifically. He said, "I don't know if I'm going to accept the um, the race. If uh, you know, I want to have." I forget exactly what he said, but he said something about I may want to have a recap, depending. He said it out there in front, and everybody criticized him. Now look what happened. As soon as he won, everybody on the left, they want to have, they want to have a recount. They want to look into the rigging of the elections, even though they said the elections weren't rigged. So you got a lot of hypocrisy out there, too. Mm-hmm. So, Damn, man, I I'm, agree with Joe, man. Damn, I need to slap myself. Joe, yeah, you know, let, me, let me slap you, Wes. I'll slap you. <laughs> Damn. Right. I'll give you even better satisfaction. All right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm finished. Wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right, man. You're right, man. To see, uh, we all—it's all a game, man. It's a theater, man. You look at yeah. this left wing, right wing stuff. It's all. Uh-huh. I look at it when I see a woman, man. You see a left tit and a right tit. Okay, that's what Obama fooled everybody else. He was on the left tit. And that Trump dude, he on the right tip, and is all getting the same milk from his doggone corporation. So see, all Trump did all that big talking, see, and let's go back right now. A lot of us, me too included, I got fooled by Obama because he number the hologram, and the same people on the right, these Tea Party, these Hump Trumpers, they gonna get fooled too. And then hopefully uh-huh. everybody gonna wake up to the game, man. To see what I heard is for the last. Republican administration. You know who been running the them, them, them president? Oh, this is the last vice, Dick Cheney. He been running oh, all. Yeah, he yeah. been all the way since Nixon, man. He be, had his fat hand and everything. He running this stuff, man. Mm, okay. Yeah, well, thank you, sir. Yeah, Cheney's in the Cheney's in the mix too. I said Cheney. 
Good God. Yeah. Now you know the evil empire is around. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and and I think I've said that before, I think Pence is gonna be one running, you know, just like Cheney and, and um um George W. So yeah, yeah. and and yeah, it, it's gonna happen. Let me bring this other call in real quick. But yeah, I I do believe Pence is gonna be running in and and you know, Trump gonna be doing his his regular thing as far as Know, getting money and making his money. That's all it is. But then bring yeah, us that was a Clinton deal, making money, man. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the show, 310. I have your name and where you calling me from. I'm Beasley. I'm calling you from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> all I, right, Mr. Beasley. Man, don't, do it? Don't, don't say welcome, Mr. Beasley. No, don't say yeah. that. Okay. You call yourself the bishop. You the bishop, man. <laughs> Y'all, hey, look, leave Beasley alone. Go ahead, Beasley. Uh, yeah. No, they got. Go ahead and finish what they got to say, so I can get my turn. I didn't interrupt their turn. Okay, yeah, I, Beasley, I love you, man, but I got. Uh, I heard something you said the other week, man. What kind of stuck under my craw? I, 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 you ahead. said you got. You say you got all this here money, and and you living large in a five story or uh, five star hotel. And then you pass by a homeless camp. You wouldn't even give them cats a dollar, man, or nothing, man. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I give money to homeless, and I give money to homeless people and people that ask for money all day long. Okay. I rarely, in fact, I rarely turn them down. Okay. I don't, I don't, know, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have all that money, but it's <laughs> only money. You know, but I'm capable of earning money. Um, I don't know if Dick Cheney's in charge. If anything, Goldman Sachs is in charge. If you notice uh. Trump's appointments, there are many, there are two or three Goldman Sachs, uh, ex-investment bankers, uh, and high ups in Goldman Sachs. They, they have it wired from both sides. Um, yeah. Proof that this stuff is all a charade, and these guys are all full of you know what. Look at someone like look at someone like Mitt Romney, who's worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. If you're worth two hundred and fifty, now that's money, Wesley. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody's worth two hundred and fifty million dollars, you shouldn't really be beholden to anybody. You, you should be able yep. to speak your mind and be yourself. He called Trump. He really called him everything. He threw the whole kitchen sink at him. He's a yes, scumbag, he he's a loser, he's a liar, yeah. he's a this, and he did it repeatedly. He also went on the talk show circuit and made an effort mm-hmm. of it. Trump wins, you go run to Trump and you kiss his ring, these people don't have any character. It's all you a know? game, man, you're right. Because he no, did so, that on purpose. In order so, to so, so, but hold on, so is, is none of that stuff that Romney said about him true? Or the stuff is true, and I'm just going to go ahead and make it. It doesn't matter that much because now you're in charge, and I, and I, and I need something from you. I can't believe these people. That's all the game, man. So I give y'all one more, one more uh, further. They try to make this fake stuff about these boundaries about America against Russia. That's BS, man. This whole economy now is global, okay? So that little bull crap they talk between America and Russia, America and China. All of them folks is about making money, man. All of them want to have a McDonald's in their doggone country. It's all about money. Ain't no more nationalist hood no more, man. This whole that was the whole BS too about America and Russia. They 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 run the same game too, man. That's the game 
Whenever you see something on television, when they tell you who the enemy is, believe that they lying. Okay? That's just, just the way it is, right? I believe I believe it's a lie, but it'd really be fascinating if they actually did rig the elections because none of the pundits called it. All of these experts, all of these educated people, all of these people that are professional commentators on political events, insiders. How come, yeah, how inside come not, job, bro. How come, but no, no, no. How come not mm. one can say, yeah, I, look like, I, I like Trump. It looks like he's going to win. How could not one of them say that? What? <laughs> what? That's all they've been saying on Fox, man. That's all they've been saying on Fox, bro. Well, the young that he was said that win. Trump might win. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> there's a couple. There's, yeah. Well, they're 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 independent. They're off the grid, of of you know for, for the most yeah, part. Well, they're not mainstream. You're right. Yeah. Right. So they're they're off the grid. Um, he didn't want him to win, but he said he might win. <laughs> it, see, you got these corporations that own these media, man. For instance, that dog on that dog on uh, nuclear power plant that blew up in uh, Japan, that's owned by General Electric. And General Electric on NBC. And so NBC Fukushima. not going to report about that. Yeah, Je- yeah. And NBC not going to report about that damn thing leaking right there in California, man. I would never get in the ocean in California where you at, man. Okay? It, but NBC, NBC not going to report that because they owned by GE, man. Oh, it's actually, it's actually kind of beautiful. They had I had dinner at Moon Shadows in Malibu the other day, and the water does glow in the dark. And I think about they put the, the water on it. Right. No, you got to fish out of that water, man. G, oh, man, you guys are just California phobia. Um, you're probably right, but General Electric and NBC aren't owned. They're, they're not related anymore. General Electric sold, oh. off in, sold off NBC to Comcast. Comcast owns, General, owns uh, NBC. And universal. And so you believe that, man? They could change the name, but it's still owned by the same people, man. Oh, good That's God! Me. Everything. All right. You look at uh, uh, when they bust up AT and T, and then when they bust up Shell Oil and uh, Exxon, they still owned Pretty, by no, the same you, people. No, no, you're right. They bust up AT and T. They busted up AT and T in 1984, and 20 years later, it's all back together again. Yeah, same thing with uh, Exxon, uh, Shell Oil, uh, not Shell Oil, but uh, Standard Oil was owned by the Rockefellers and stuff. So they busted it up, and one of them sold the other part to the other part of the family, man, from the Rockefeller to the other Rockefeller brother. Mm-hmm. And one got Exxon, one got Standard Oil, and one got Chevron. It's all the same old thing. That's how they, yeah, they, they run they, their sales yeah. game on everybody. They said, they said all the ones all the ones with red, white, and blue are related to Standard Oil. And I tell y'all one thing, uh, 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 Zuckerberg that's got uh, Facebook, he's Rockefeller's grandson, man. Whether y'all know it or not. Yeah, Zuckerberg, man. That's that's how he got started. He got a $500, $500 million loan from his granddad and from the CIA. It's a CIA website. And he's uh, Rockefeller's grandson, man. That's who's on Facebook. I wonder I, I wouldn't I, I would be surprised. Hmm. I, I think it's kind of strange that you have like the two titans, or two two of the largest titans in this whole tech revolution, are, are both Harvard dropouts, and, and, and you can't tell me that they're not. I would not put it past that they were selected. You have you have um, what's his face? You got Gates and you got Zuckerberg. 
Yeah, you know, two, Harvard, two Harvard dropouts, yeah. and you know maybe maybe they are brilliant, but maybe they also had a lot of help, and a lot of it's by design. Well, definitely Zuckerberg always always got me because MySpace was out there, and uh, and I think maybe even LinkedIn was versioning social media, and then all of a sudden um, Facebook took off like a uh, like a horse on fire. And now everybody's saying, like me, post here, get my feed. And then every site has an icon for Twitter and Facebook. How does that happen? Um, it's all data mining, man. Okay. They can do everybody no, no, but I, I think what Joe is saying, of all the goo gobs of sites that are out there and similar technologies, how do these two get uh, such right. positioning like that? Right. Yep. Yeah. How how do these two, and then, of course, Reddit was long uh, before those two also. Reddit was doing okay. But how do these two in particular, okay, how do they um, have a link on every freaking site on the web? Mm -hmm. And they buy links, or you have to have an authoritative link by asking somebody to post your link on a site in order to get it. Now, all of a sudden, in one fell swoop, you've got like me, Check, uh, make comments, check out Facebook. Why? Money. It's money, and they get information collecting data on oh, everyone. Yeah, no, no. Huh? That's the whole thing. Instead of having the NSA do it, yeah. having, having the courts with some non-club judges up their ass, what they've done is they just made it illegal, just like the book 1984, and especially Aldous Huxley's book. And another thing, people get you're going to do it on. because you want it done. It's this new thing coming out, that echo thing, man. Y'all know that echo. That? Y'all get one of the, the echo thing? No, what's that? It's the echo like I, after I, Alexa. I, well, well, you know what they're doing, man. That fucking thing be listening to everything you do. If you do a crime <laughs> and you got that echo and, and, and your Alexa in your house and you say something stupid or do something stupid, that shit go to call 911 on your ass. You want to, you know, I, I, I don't, know, someone, way, I don't know about Echo. I was at a Christmas celebration, and somebody gave one to someone, and I was fascinated by it. Not only mm. is it a portable, not only is it a mobile portable speaker, which I want one of those anyway. I found out how you just Bluetooth from your phone, and you can play the music from your phone, and it comes out in stereo, no matter where mm-hmm. you are. But um, you're able to talk to it. And, it yeah. can, you can, and, and it's connected to Amazon. You could shop over it. You could do anything. I'm, I'm, I don't have Siri, but I've got something. Okay, Google, and uh, you ask it a question, and it gives you an answer. That's and your amazing. phone will do that too, man. Your phone, my phone would be, be recording and start asking me, "What did I say?" I didn't say shit to you, man. I had to eliminate <laughs> that series on my phone. <laughs> right. Hold on. I don't know. Hold on. No. I didn't say shit. <laughs> I, I, I rented. I, hold on. I rented. A, I rented a car. I rented a car about four days ago. I'm driving the car to the freeway. They say, "How am I help you?" I said, "Just leave me alone, man. I just want to drive the car." He started talking to me. I said, "Man, will you just will you please go away?" I'm not used to. I'm not used to some car just talking to me in the middle of the ride. I don't want to have this conversation. You thought you had kid, man. You was in the night man, I don't know. I don't know who it was. Right, I, wish you, I wish you would go. I'm afraid, to, I'm afraid to sneeze in that car. Would you just leave me alone and go away? 
If you think about doing something evil and you finna go say, I'm gonna go rob somebody, shit, they're gonna be right. The police gonna be there before you get there, right? As soon as you see it, you yeah. forget about it. You already criminate yourself. I don't know how the car started talking. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Y'all must, y'all must be getting, but well, I know what Wesley did. Wesley, you got Bluetooth? You be getting Bluetooth? No, all I got is some rotten tooth, man. That's all I got is rotten tooth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, well, then I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, somebody will listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe that's what it was. I'm trying to tell you, man. That's how this technology is, man. Well, you're right. right. Well, that's going to connect everybody. Everybody's going to be hungering for it. They're going to be lining up just like they did for sneakers and for uh, and for software. Of course they are. Of course they are. Hold, hold on. I watched Doctor Oz. I watched Doctor Oz the other day. Doctor okay. Oz had a segment where they're talking about the benefits for your medical records for you to. He's basically being a proponent. Of adding an RFID, RFID chip. I was like, I can't I believe told y'all. it. Oh, no, 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 Jesus. Well, I told y'all about all I'm this telling you the five truth. years ago. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What's the best way to control the people? And, and you know, that's like, Dr. said, some people believe that's gospel right there. So it makes it mm-hmm. easier for them to start use, doing the chips. That's yeah. like if both yeah, right. saying. That's like I'm surprised Oprah ain't came out with it yet. I'm sure she will, you know. And people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, because then they think it's cool. They think it's mm-hmm. cool. You know, they're thinking they're about, thinking uh, about they're not thinking about it's, it's, it's control. <laughs> it's not it more control than anything else. You well, know, wait for, uh, for the government to track. Well, once you chip, you can't change your identity. You can't be somebody else. You are that. You are that person. In a way, that's kind of good, though. That's kind of good, though. They can't, if you didn't do nothing, they can't say you did something or they do DNA technology. Oh, yeah? Nah. Oh, oh really? Nah. What, if they just, what, if they just, what if they just decide to deactivate your chip and you can't do nothing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we, we, take it, we take it, we taking you off the grid. You can't go buy a Subway sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna put the whole planet in chaos too. The minute they do that, and these people that's hooked up like that, it's gonna put them in chaos, man. You think they are robbing and stealing not? Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. say they got proof and they'll manufacture the proof, just like in China. Because all the Chinese got to do is start hacking these chips, man. China hack everything. That's what they they got a phone that blow up, and these electronic cigarettes that's blowing up now. Okay, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about, but you know, I, I I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it could be. It could be. I don't know. I have no idea. But you know, there's there's something else going on in this country that's that's very interesting, and that's these youngsters who are going into these malls and fighting and carrying on. Do y'all think that's a false flag? Do you think that's a false flag or? And something serious is really going on. What, what, Wesley thinks everything's a false flag. But what, but, I, I don't what, know what's what, a false flag. I don't know what's a false flag or not, to tell you the truth. I mean, because you could, because I'm easily, I'm easily fooled, but I see the possibility on it. But 
Some things happen organically. I don't know, but what, what did you mention in particular? Huh? Well, what did I you mention in particular? Okay, I can see if it was just one mall, but do you have two or three malls across the country where this is happening? Yeah, 15, well, a bunch 15. Of just get together. Yeah, well, where a bunch of teenagers get together, you know, um, basically rush, rush inside a mall, and then next thing you know, a fight to start. So something is done, people think a gunshot has been fired, and then all heck break loose. You know, and it's a nice so you, I don't think I think it's all orchestrated, man. It's getting folks ready for when they really crank everybody up at the same time, man. Well, never really yeah. They don't have the technology in place yet. They they're working on it like you were talking about, Wes. But the, the they just tested and see how many groups they can crank up at the same time, man. Yeah, and so once it, man. see that yeah. falls back into Donald Trump. When everybody start acting as fools at the same time or close to it, he can call martial law and send the uh, Marines out everywhere, man. Uh, man, it's, it's going to be fun to watch the Donald Trump show the next four years. He's going to have yeah. more flubs, more off-the-cuff remarks. It's going to be yeah, well, him, and his, him, him and his wife remind me of what's that on that Bull Wilson cartoon? Boys bad enough in the top. Right. <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> wow. Come here, okay. Natasha. <laughs> uh, that is a good one. That is a good one right there. <laughs> He'll be calling his son Baron Bull. Uh, what was he going to name? Bullwinkle or something. And you got Bullwinkle as Obama, see? Bullwinkle as Obama. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, a lot of things are coming up. What do you think? Do you think he's going to go? I think he will. Do you think he's going to go as aggressive against the, the, the undocumented people that are here? Um, if he does, if he does ameliorate his particular agenda, it'll be if you, if you get a, um, if you get in a felony, you'd be deported. I don't think he can, he's going to go and try to deport everybody at once. No, cause he. he, he just, I say he, no, he, man. Y'all know he got him a winery, a uh, 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 what you call it, a grape orchard, where they got one, uh, grapes, and he can't find nobody to pick them grapes. Who you think he gonna get? The Mexican to pick them grapes, man. He can make them wine. Well, he can't find nobody to pick the grapes. Man, he'll deport all thirteen million except the, the forty that he'll uh, he'll need for the grapes. Right, right. About to say exactly the one that service. You know what else I think is a big possibility? You this know, guy's a businessman. This guy's a businessman. He's trained to turn a buck, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't think he plays, and he plays by his own rules. He's been sued multiple, multiple times. I think he's, there's going to be opportunities and things out there. He's not going to be able to think like a, uh, like a chief executive or a, 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 the commander in chief. He's going to think like a businessman. There's a good chance he could do some stuff so egregious and so illegal that he gets himself indicted or, or, or in some real trouble. I think or, that's what a lot of people are hoping for. Yeah, I was about to say. Or he doesn't have I, to do anything egregious. They'll just do it anyway. Right. Man, right. He, he, just he, like, here, he, I did it, and I got the money. Now now what? Like I told you, Eric, he's just going to do what them folks tell him to do. Because they believe that January 20th, they're going to take him to the level floor and show him that video 
of uh, November 22nd, <laughs> 1963. I think they've already talked to him. He's going to fall in line, man, like all the 45 of them in front of him. I think he's already <laughs> fallen in line. As soon as he named those Goldman Sachs people as Treasury and his leader and, and his whatever, as part of his cabinet transition team, I was like, oh, this is more of the this ain't nothing changed. This would be a little bit different, but there's nothing changed. That's who's in control. Yeah, and all these people that thought he was going to make a change, Gonna be food just like all them people thought Obama would make a change. All they are is custodian of the empire to keep this this corporation rolling good. So everybody could buy some Christmas time and buy you a drink, New Year's, you know, celebrate a holiday. All right. Is somebody get flushed? What was that? Oh, okay. Not me. we lost. We lost Joe. Okay. Um, they came and got him. <laughs> uh, I noticed that when Joe be on, man, uh, when it, when you had the white boy trolls calling in saying stupid stuff, Joe don't ever be on the uh, – I want to hear him go up against another uh, opposite view white dude like, like him. I want to hear that debate. That's what I want to hear. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't like to hear black on black us talking. I want to hear uh, 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 redneck races and Joe get into it about what's going on. Right. Like the ones that call it, like the ones right. calling another day talking about they want us to get back in our uh, slave. Remember that call, Eric? Yeah, I remember the call. But I'm asking you, why would you want, why do you want to hear that? Because I just want to hear that debate, man. I'm getting tired of black on black crime. I, I was, that's what happened with Trump and Hillary. That's why I didn't vote. I love to see some white folks argue because they always like to make us argue. <laughs> see, I'm very tired of trying to flip the script on them. Now, flip the script. The time we get in the ring, it's enough of us getting in the ring. Okay. <laughs> All righty then. And, and uh, Wesley, you you on another level today. You know that. <laughs> you look, hey, what do you think about all? Uh, you heard of Doctor Umar Johnson having a meltdown? You heard of that? Yeah. You know yeah, I know what who that is. About I, that, man? I, I watched the video. Hey. I mean, if actually, I watched both videos of the guy. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Daddy or whatever. I watched mm-hmm. both videos. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? Them dudes, I think it's, man, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, Beasley. Uh, man, it's just people, man. These dudes are self-important. You know, if I want, you know, when I was calling myself Bishop Beasley, I said I'm going to be one of these dudes if I want to. I'm going to name myself something special, and I'm going to go ahead and talk stuff as good as they can, and, and get and collect some money. It's certainly getting people's attention. I don't think these dudes are that important. Um, and I'll tell you something else. This constant bickering and back and forth and the way people come at you on social media, if you don't take a mental health break, your mental health will suffer. Trust me on that. If you don't take a mental health break, constantly trying to debate and defeat and fight all these people, take them somebody that knows, who's been active, who's really aware, this stuff, this stuff will get inside your head, You'll be thinking about it when you're driving down the street. Uh, these people don't take mental health breaks, and their mental health will suffer. You know what? That's a good point, Beasley. That's a good point. And um, I don't care and who I, you. I don't care who you are. 
I don't care who you are, how strong you are, or what or, or what or what a clean mental health history you may have. This stuff is what is called too much. It could be too much. Yeah, I agree much. with that. I, I really do. I agree too, man. I took a but, break for eight months. I listened. I did not participate and got my mind back right and put this stuff in perspective right. and, and jump back right in there and fight with these people again. And now I'm about <laughs> to take another break. They're not going to make me crazy. That's like, mm-hmm. right well, that. well, you know what? To, to answer your question, or my, my answer, then I see you call. I'll get to you in a minute. You know, Wesley, I think um, this is interesting. It's, it was interesting, you know, to to, to hear the so-called conscious community leaders, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, acting out as, as such as they were toward they each act, other. They, they, you know, there's and, the and, conscious community. Mm, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, there's oh, the well, conscious I'm community. About, yeah, go ahead and finish your point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you know the conscious, the so-called conscious community, and you know you just have to be careful who you so-called follow. Put it that way. I know the man is human, but I think he he could have handled that a better way uh, than what he did. Because mm-hmm. you know, to me, he just sunk to the to the level of the guy who was talking about him there before. You go. So that's right. You know, and, and and you know he should should have thought about it before he went on that rant. Especially putting it on YouTube or whatever. So I don't know. I told you, Mr. Talk. I, I told y'all, man. Whenever you get in a heated argument, when you feel yourself getting in an argument with somebody, and, and you got three minutes to shut it down yourself down, because if not, if, if both person gonna go across the line, it's gonna be anger and danger. So any uh, conversation I get in with folks, if I can hmm. feel the tension mounting up with uh, two opposing opinions or something. I just mm-hmm. shut it down with before three minutes, man, and say, "Oh, I take the high ground. Somebody got to go high, so when somebody be low." <laughs> That's I, true. I I I put I push it to the max, and let's see if it blows up. I know you up. do, man. I know you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, you. I know man. how you run, and, so and, I, I go and, high. <laughs> and it, well, you know what? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm being myself today, a gentleman. You know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you coming out wrong. <laughs> but don't, but don't fault, don't fault, don't fault me that I find amusement in some of this stuff because I'm not the you only mean. one. I'm yeah, just right. honest, and I'm just honest enough that I do. Man, these people like drama on YouTube. Yeah. You've got the conscious community, and then you got mm-hmm. where I participate in the so-called black sector, and it's yeah. ratchet, man. It's ratchet. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. gets talked about, and and it's and it's even. I'm surprised Mays knew about it. So they've been after mm-hmm. me for the. They've been after me hard, man. Show your face. Show your face. Oh, it's funny. See, everybody be big and bad on the other side of that computer texting and typing. Everybody, everybody swole up uh, uh, like a 400-pound gorilla. You see the person eyeball to eyeball is a different story. Tell me about it. I'm a a 54-year-old overweight man. I'm not trying to fight nobody these days. But I'll talk real tough. <laughs> That's right, man. I'm about to get sixty, man. I'm a referee now, man. Right. I'm a negotiator. <laughs> right. All right. Let me, I don't. <laughs> let me bring this other call in. I ain't messing with y'all. All right. I'm Eric Seven Seven Zero. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Where you calling me from? Yeah, you want to talk about going hand to hand? You need to be talking to me oh, and uh, no. taking it to the max. Oh yeah. Oh, I like geez. that. Oh yeah. I like that. 
Hey, why you call <laughs> Celine no more, man? Celine looking crazy. Hand hand. Believe me, hey, I've been there, hey. done that on many an occasion, and I can verify yeah. it in official reports. And, and you know what? Your your constant participation on the nope. social media sites and the type of stuff goes on, I believe it's affected your mental health. And well, you no, man, you sound, man. See, he, I he, always try to stick to the issue. Unfortunately, he, a lot of do, people like to go do. personal. And yeah. they don't know hand-to-hand with me also means verbal hand-to-hand. And I go crab magra. Oh, and you're skilled. You're skilled and knowledgeable. I'm skilled in like verbal maximum burnout. Because I tried to go verbal fast, so man. I could avoid the hand-to-hand because right. I know anybody can get got. And on any given day, no matter who you are, you can get right. got. And since I preferred not to get got, I'd rather talk my way out. But a lot of people just won't give you the option. They would you know, rather go nasty. Sorry. You know, what happened, you're, man? You're, it's 10%, you're, you're, it's 10% what happened to you and 90% how you act. You could not keep that that low level. You got a 440 hertz that comes out your mouth right now. You can't sustain that without <laughs> having a burnout. You are utterly incorrect. Believe me, having been there a whole bunch of times, it is always best to resolve things peacefully. But like John Wayne said in some movie, and sometimes John Wayne said some mighty, snappy, smart, pertinent things. Some people just need killing. Hey, what John no Wayne at now? Where's John Wayne at now, bro? Where's John Wayne at? They will give you the option to be peaceful. And and when it comes to talking about issues and subjects, I would infinitely far rather uh, stick with the subject. Oftentimes, I plead for people to stay on the topic and not go personal because there's no need. We don't know each other. We don't have any personal responsibility to each other. Why do we have to go there? What sign of psychic gratification do you get out of personal insult? But if they insist on going there, oh, Lord, they're going to find they met they match. And more. Oh, okay. with me, they go there, they'll be by themselves. It takes well, two to tame. I'm, but that's I'm what I'm the... speaking of topics, Mr. Talkers. So I want to talk about you. I noticed you, what right. your topics was about, about Mr. Obama and his expulsion of, quote, Russian operatives, unquote, from the United States without providing any real evidence as to why he did so. Uh, okay. a, a, chief executive, a chief executive of the country... He's not putting them on trial. He's expelling right. them. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have to provide any evidence. That's right. I understand He's that. I understand that. Right. I'm he, just he, saying he, he didn't. It just, was seen to me that's as his duty. the normal, though, that they would, because many people have that's questions. That's his duty. I'm not questioning his, his prerogatives as the fake president that he is with a fake birth certificate that was just <laughs> proven on December 15th beyond any measure of a reasonable doubt. All that my sheriff, was my sheriff, my sheriff Joe, and that, that was happening uh, the same again, day. Beyond any reasonable measure of doubt, no. he proved that he provided the birth certificate that was a template, one issued to Joanna Ani in Hawaii. He showed that was a template used to manufacture his fake birth certificate. There's yeah, no doubt yeah. about it, unless you just don't believe in science. Sarge, even well, Donald Trump has let this issue go. Uh, I don't care. Look, Donald Trump doesn't tell me what to think. 
I'm not, no, I'm, not I'm, not I'm not telling you what to think. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I go I'm by hard. what I think is objectively right. true. But I'm, I'm just see, keeping he, you. Hey, hey, Beasley, Beasley, he go by what he see on television. Whatever they tell him, he fall for. Uh, let me say it again. I go by what Mike Zulu presented in a press conference when he explained his evidence, and then I reproduced Lieutenant Zulo's results on my own computer. don't mean anything new when you but sorry, want to advance the narrative, but you let need let to listen compliment. to the facts. I took the you, template document. You can't take it back, I took man. the one on the dialogue. Okay. I put them in Adobe Illustrator. That's I right. It's not a dialogue. And got the same results. It's okay. not a dialogue. Right. My God, I know you people are just oblivious to facts and truth, but you need Sarge, you're, okay. you're articulate. You do your homework. The only thing that you're lacking is an objective open mind. That's right. And that's why you draw the same conclusions all that's the right. time. And Amen. when someone Enemy does that, combatant, was, that is my belief. I'm Amen. not going when, to be objective about see, someone see, who I believe Sarge, those things about. You see what he just said, Beef? In the middle of belief is L-I-E. So everybody's not going to believe without okay. doing no well, research. Again, you can't, you can't, you can't have no dialogue with him, man. Well, I know you are. He just like the mainstream press and the made, cowardly no. Republicans in Congress and all the others. That's okay with me. I'm still going to tell the truth as I see it. And as anybody should see it, if they look, examine the evidence. You've got two forensic document examiner firms on two different continents, one in Italy, one here in the United States, a gentleman named Reed Ames, who is one of the best and foremost forensic document examiners in the United States. Both of these firms, working independently, came to the same conclusion that the birth certificate on the White House website is a counterfeit. Oh, the Sorry. whole thing counterfeit, dog. The whole Sorry. thing is counterfeit, Sorry. man. All right. You know, you, you know, don't have to believe it. I'm not going to try to make hold you believe on, nothing. Hold on. Determined not to. All right. Look, it's like this. Why does it even matter at this point? I mean, it's right. out in a couple of weeks. Um, okay. Why does it even matter? I will answer that question, though. Oh, I forgot. I, I know what you're going to say because all of the, the orders and things he's done can be reversed, right? Because it's oh, illegal, no, no, right? No, no. I was going to say more than that, but you, you can go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> but I, I saw the document. I read the the uh, the what the, what God did in in the presentation or what have you, and it's still all circumstantial. It is. I mean, no, sir. It is. But, but wait a minute! Wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Why? I, I'm still not getting the thing. Why? Why is it so important about a, a dang gone? Okay, okay, go ahead. Excuse me. Why is it so important about a birth certificate? I, I'm not understanding. Uh, okay, sir, because you have you. That's amazing to me. Bush lied about weapons, man. Now, how many times I hear that? Bush lied about weapons, man. He lied. Bush lied. Weapons of mass destruction. There wasn't no weapons of mass destruction. He lied. He lied. He now, you go around, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not know, remotely you know, curious about why an a man who's president of the United States, who won his first executive order upon getting into the White and it was. Go look at his list of executive orders. This was number one on the first day, was to order every federal employee to never reveal any of the records involving him in his past life that came into their possession or in their knowledge. 
first executive order. You, you know, his, his transcript from Harvard, his records from Occidental, from Columbia, his state senate records, his state senate, but everything is sealed. Everything. Of course, that doesn't matter. And then you don't want to know why he gave the American people a phony birth certificate. Amazing. Your credulousness is simply amazing. But that's okay. If that's what you want, that's what you want. I'm simply drawing attention to it. You don't have to accept I don't care who accepted who doesn't. I don't care if Donald Trump does or anybody else. Those of us who know the truth are going to say it. Now, as to what, why is this important? Well, let's see. Number one, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 of the United States specifically says that no one but a natural-born citizen... Sarge, 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 you've been so many times. And the living embodiment personification of that reason is Barack Hussein Obama, clearly an enemy alien combatant. Now, I understand that being a natural born citizen is no guarantee. He's hijacking yeah. No dialogue. It's a monologue. Yeah, 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 Mr. Citizen. Salt, you taking over, man. And with the same no, stuff man, that he's been I'm, talking I'm, for eight years. Yeah. I'm speaking for 35 seconds. I counted it. No, 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 Sarge. You, no, you got to have dialogue, man. But, Sarge, this is the same statement that you said over 1,500 times. But, but I was asked yep. the question. I answered the question rather succinctly. Oh, okay. How about... All right. how about all right. How about Thank I understand you. your point, Beasley? That I have that I that I have spent an awful lot of time on Obama's birth certificate. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Uh-huh. A little bit too much. He'll be out of yeah. office. He'll be out of office, and you'll be able to continue on, man. So let's see. Congress oh, right. investigates steroids in baseball and underinflated footballs, but the probability that the president of the United States is an identity fraudster doesn't matter. Okay, Sir, the president, the president so ain't number the puppet anyway, man. All right, all right. Uh, okay, bro. you can make all these irrationalizations, so then it shouldn't matter if we discover an inconsequential person like the president of the United States had a forged birth Okay, enough. All right. Yeah, please, bring, man. I appreciate that. Let me bring Maze into the conversation. Welcome to the yeah. show, Maze. Thank this you. is making me drunk, and I don't even drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's been like that ever since I know him, man. He's stuck on 440 hertz, man. What is that? Uh, I mean, why don't you just get that playbook that he got of the Caucasian? He got the Caucasian? I'm going to tell you, he got the Caucasian playbook, and he's trying to do it in to other people, and they don't want to hear it, and he hasn't got it yet. She's yeah, the president, and he'll be gone in a few weeks, and yep. just go on and let it, let it rest. And That's then, but right. what's What's strange about what Sarge was saying? He agreed yeah. with what the Russians did and went against his own American president. It made no yeah. sense. What's wrong with him? He can't help it, man. He Being revived he centuries later. That's what I like to know. What's talking. wrong with you? That's okay He's with me if stupid. that's what it takes. You said like a babbling, 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 the same thing over and over and over again. Like over and over, like a ventriloquist dummy. All right. Always comes he said out. The it, truth he will it, out. Yeah, he sounds like a man, dummy. Truth will out. Can I tell you something? The company that you in don't want to hear that because we don't heard it for eight years. 
and you're running. Yeah. So, uh, you go, go ahead. Like I said, I'm not speaking to you. Sense. Sense. You, you want to reject all You don't want to see what a man crazy. You want him to get away, yeah. with, and that's okay. There's <laughs> lots of no. people out there like you, and there's lots so of people out that, there like me. You get on You go over there with the ones that you getting it from. Because you not even think this not coming out uh, with you. me. The difference between you and me is I never want the truth not to come to light. We know we no your truth is nobody else's truth but your own. Uh, I never want the even if it's something that I would rather not see. But yes, uh, sorry. You remember when you said you want a white man as president? Remember what when you said you say? that? You said you wanted what? a white man as president. Remember when you said that? I never said that in my life. Yes, did, so. I said the man. In fact, the man I want most to be president is Alan Keyes, and he's one no, of the no, blackest no, no, men no. in the United States. You said Alan Keyes, man. I think he's the best president we could ever have. Oh man. I don't know what you say, because I said exactly the opposite. Of course, his mind probably isn't black enough for you. I want you to finish. You think you think you think a black man is supposed to be all about racial reparations or? Racial preferences or any other Marxist nonsense you can think of. But Alan King. Well, when you get stopped by the police, you're going to still be uh, saying reparations. And I wish you could get stopped by the police. What kind of black man are I didn't say that. Be quiet, so I'm going to tell you what you said. You said you wanted a white man to be president because he could do more uh, than a black no, man. You then you're and that's lying. Out of your yes, I'm is. calling you flat out liars. You said it on your own. Or show. you're utterly misinformed or mistaken. Because I am now denying I ever said such a thing. You lying. You we stop it now. You're embarrassed. So we yourself. know what your problem is. Well, you let it rest. That, right, that, I know. That, I take you it that you're, you're incapable of embarrassment. So I'm gonna take no, you back since you got you're not embarrassed. You got, you're just you babbling like you, you usually do. Can you and you nothing can dissuade you. Number one, a foolish man arguing with a woman anyway. All right, I let them talk to each other in the green room. Yeah, please do, because a foolish man arguing with a woman. That's a no-win situation. You know, it, it is amazing though how how that that topic keeps coming up. I don't know why it keeps coming up at all. Hey, I, I'm sure if they would have had some proof that it wasn't real, and then all, all the people to come up with it, Sheriff Joe out in Arizona, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, no. I mean, yeah, he showed some things, and he said I read it on the he on the show, in fact. About what he supposedly found and how he could buy the stamp or uh, um in what he said Lowe's or somewhere like that, yeah, and how certain things didn't match up. So yeah, but all that's circumstantial. And man, I've been president for eight years, so if they haven't proved like Barack Obama. Again, you know, <laughs> I just I just the only kind of black person we can get for president is a someone <laughs> like Barack Obama. I said I would rather not have a black president. That's what I said. That is not what you said. Now, if you it's said another it, type of said. black candidate who is more suited, <laughs> then I would be oh, happy to have a black mm-hmm. president. You were okay. Right. That's uh, what I right. said. Okay, Sarge. Okay. <laughs> We we know what you say. We've heard it eight thousand times. Okay, thank yeah. you. Well, you, you don't realize. So somebody you don't realize the office of the president is just a puppet, man. It don't matter who in there, whether it be. It's a puppet, man. He don't realize that, man. It's all for show. 
Uh, okay. I, I realize a great deal, sir. I've studied a great deal of world history, politics, and government. I realize a great deal. And this argument about being a puppet so nothing else matters, so we don't have to worry about a usurper in the president's office, is singularly unpersuasive. Well, you know who you're talking speaking for? Just Sergeant, Sergeant only. Nobody else cares about that's your opinion, okay, and nobody man. else. Will you please yeah. say something pertinent? Can you yeah. do that? The only, the only thing you can do is worry about my motivations. We want to know what Trump is going to do for America for you. Because you're not oh, talking see, about anything except the president. Sometimes you get a bit tiresome, don't you think? I'm not a bit. It's not about, about me. It's about the rhetoric that you be trying to talk about. You, just, you keep making it about See what I said earlier, Mr. Talk, about the me. issues. Now, some people will not stick to the issues if they don't know anything about them, and they can't discuss them. You so all you can about do it. is attack you personally. It is a pattern for people like me. As my Dollar Khan said, you're using a Caucasian playbook, hey, and that's what you use. Because you sound just like him. Mr. Talk, I appeal to you, sir. Don't appeal to nobody. But I appeal to you, Mr. Talk. you please ask together. the woman to stay on a topic? I'm not that interested. I'm really not. I'm not that interesting. It really isn't about me. Like you said, it's not about, it's the, about the issue. It's not about the president either. He's leaving. And you're going to still be screaming that same thing. I'm appealing to you, sir. Sir, I'm appealing to you. you to get rid of it. Just lose it. <laughs> and you ask this woman to stay on the topic. I don't want to discuss me or anyone else personally. I'm not discussing. I'm discussing what kind of president you said you wanted to be in that White House. That's what I was discussing with you. That's, that's I mean, she's like a gossip. She's probably no, a, a neighborhood gossip, and that's where she gets show. this from. She was originally a neighborhood gossip, and, and then she took a smattering of interest and separate the gossip queen angle from the... Okay, what are we talking about? I don't forgot what we were talking about now. Them two, boy, I tell you. I think they need to get married or something. Good Lord. Okay. Anyway, what were we talking about, y'all? <laughs> they threw me all off. Um, we were oh, talking yeah. about uh, Mumo Johnson, this black on black stuff. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, and I've heard certain things about, you know, the so called um, conscious community and, you know, people that was running it. And, and, you know, basically, like everything else, you have to pay attention to who you, who you so-called following and who you so-called giving your money to. I mean, let's be honest. You know, if, if I've uh, somebody asked me for money to build a school and find out they've been asking for some years and still there's no school, that should be a red flag in itself. You know what I mean? Um Yeah. Because if you wanted to really start a school, you could start a home school and start at your house or the yeah. library or something. Yeah. So, you know, but for them to go and put it out like they did, you know, it was very somewhat embarrassing, I guess you can say. You know, it was embarrassing because it fit right into the, the, the stereotype, you know, that uh, we can't handle conflict without just cursing and fussing and, you know, losing our cool. You know, saw that with Sarge and uh, Miss May. See, a lot of black <laughs> men, particularly, they get, I guess they're raised by women or something. They get all emotional and do just what Sarge did and don't have no logical thinking, man. Just be stuck on emotion. He kept saying how he feels and what he believes and opinion. That's all. That's all can't be substantiated with nothing but just stuck on low frequency. Don't do no research. And like Beasley said, I agree with Beasley. 
When your mind shut like that, your mouth should up be open. And you ain't lying. <laughs> you know, yeah. So uh, I don't know. And you know, and you, you know, when you think of that, you have all these other groups out here. You know, like I say, it's up to the individuals. You know, that's. I think it was, you know, just a bad scene all that's the way it. around. And see, that's how the, the devil gets you doing. Say me and you be arguing like Cain and Abel, and don't see the devil, the one who orchestrated the main enemy. See what I'm saying? Uh huh. And I'm glad he only gave him three days. That's all they needed to get out of here. Okay, no, they're still talking. Anyway, uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, you're right, Wesley. You are absolutely right. Because yeah, that's one thing know. I do with Michelle Obama. She said, if two people can't be low, it's going to be an argument. You can't be stuck on the ground. Somebody take the high road. I agree with Michelle on that, man. I Speaking agree with of Michelle. Rather... Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'd rather see her president, man. I think she could do a better job, man. If she just get that perm out of hell one time, before well, she Michelle, leave, take the perm out. Michelle says she ain't even she ain't even going to fall into that uh, that category. She ain't even going there with them. <laughs> She's not yeah, going. I see you know, she say no. She say that no. She she she's not the type of person. She not as calm as has she put it. She's not as calm as Barack. <laughs> you know the women, man. They ain't nothing to play with once you get them mad. Now that's what she. That's yeah. what a lot of men don't realize. You can once you get a woman mad, you can't win. That's a no win situation. All they do mm-hmm. is get a man and get locked jaw because you cannot talk them. Yeah, that's so true. I learned. Yeah. I, I, I learned that that's a no a no win situation trying to have any kind of debate or or, or against a woman, man. You can't win. <laughs> okay. Uh I don't know, but okay. I I'll take your word. But I got a couple some clips I wanna play here and then we'll talk All about right. that. The first one is Tupac talking about greed in America. And then the second one is gonna be Diamond and Silk um response to Michelle Obama's no hope um statement. And then the last one's going to be C.J. Pearson on the same thing. And they're not that long. So I've been playing them, and they don't come to seven minutes, I don't think. All right, so anyway, here here go the clips, and we'll talk about it when we get back. This world is such a, um, and when I say this world, I mean it. I don't mean in the ideal sense. I mean in the, uh, every day, every little thing you do. It's such a, give me, give me, give me. Everybody back off. You know, everybody's like, you taught that from school, everywhere, big business. You want to be successful? You want to be like Trump? Give me, give me, give me. Push, 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 push. Step, step, step. Crush, crush, crush. That's how it all is. And it's like, nobody ever stopped. Just, you know, I feel like instead of us just being like, slavery's bad, slavery's bad, bad whitey, bad whitey. I mean, all right, let's stop that. And everybody's smart enough to know that, I mean, we've been slighted and we want ours. And I don't mean by like hours, 40 acres and a mule because we passed that. But we need help. I mean, for us to be on our own two feet, us meaning youth or us meaning black people, whatever you want to take it for, for us to be on our own two feet, we do need help. Because we have been here. We have been a good friend. If you want to make it a relationship type thing, we have been there, and now we deserve our payback. It's like you got a friend that you don't never look out for. You know, you dressed up in jewels. Now America's got jewels, and they got they paid and everything, and they lending money to everybody except us. And it's like, you know, everybody need a little help on a, on their way to being, you know, self-reliant. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing about the album, about the Special Olympics. Everybody needs a little something and they to be independent. No independent person just grew up and was born independent. 
you worked and you learned teamwork and you learned cooperation and unity and struggle, and then you became independent. And we have to teach that and instill that. And why is it that they want to do that? I mean, if this is truly a melting pot in the country where we care about and Lady Liberty got a hand like this, she really loves us, then we really need to be like that. And it needs to be the black kids. If there's a, a white person who got money, then you need to help them. He need to help black kids, Mexican kids, Korean kids, whatever. But it needs to be real. And it needs to be before we all die and then you say, oh, I made a mistake. We should have gave them some money. We really should have helped these folks. It's going to be too late. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when you got to pay your own karma. And that's when God make you punish. When, you, when God punishes you. Because I feel like, you know, it's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting lotto for $36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. If they earned it, then I, then I think that that's good, and I, I think that they deserve it. But even if you earned it, you still owe. Because look at me. I'm not, I don't have that mega money, but I feel guilty walking by somebody. i, I got to give them some mail. And if I know i got $3,000 in my pocket, I feel like it's wrong to give that person a quarter or a dollar. It's wrong. Only you know what you got in your pocket, and that's wrong. No matter what they do, if they take it and drink it, they take it and drink it. But, I mean, you got you understand that we all know how hard it is, and it's not about if you're good or you're bad. So since it's not about if you're good or you're bad, we know that because he don't got, don't mean he was bad. Or don't mean he's a criminal, or don't mean he's crazy, or a drug addict, or none of that. It just means he don't got. And ain't it bad that you got 30, I mean, can you imagine somebody having $32 million? 32. $32 million. And this person has nothing? And you can sleep? You can still go to the movies about, I mean, I mean, and then these, these are the type of people that get humanitarian awards. Millionaires. How can they be humanitarians by the fact that they're millionaires and there's so many poor people shows how unhumane they are? You know what I'm saying? And that, that bugs me. Not saying that when I'm never going to be rich and I'm never, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying it's a struggle and I think everybody deserves And I think there's a way to pay these people. I think there is a way. It just takes to be revolutionary, and it takes to, to do something out of the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that if we just said, okay, 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 I got an idea. No more porno buildings. You know what I'm saying? Let's build houses. Or no more polo games. Let's build houses for poor people. You know what I'm saying? Or, look, okay, I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you notice know somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. And then these people celebrate Christmas. They got big trees, huge trees, all the little trimmings. Everybody got gifts, and then somebody's starving. And they're having a white Christmas. They're having a great Christmas, eggnog and the whole nine. That's not fair to me. Hey, y'all. Hey. Okay, so we just got through watching this show with Oprah Winfrey mm -hmm. interviewing Michelle Obama. Yes. And she said some things that just didn't sit all right with me. Uh -huh. It sort of got my skin crawling. Uh -huh. Still, yes. tell us, girl, what she said. She said, now we're feeling what not having hope feels like. You know what, Michelle? Yes. You're right. You're right. Because up under your husband for the past eight years, uh -huh. we now feel and we now know what having no hope 
Feels, feels like. That's you right. are right. You know, because we was hoping yes. that he will go and change the justice system uh-huh. where it's equal and fair for all. Oh. But he didn't do no mess like no, that. No, 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 no. He didn't do that. We was hoping that he would take care of our veterans. Yeah. But he didn't give a damn about that. Because look at the VA. Look at we it. was hoping that he would take care of our police officers uh-huh. and have their back. Yes. He didn't do no mess like no, that. No, 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 We was hoping that he would protect American citizens yes. so that they won't be gunned down uh-huh. by these radicals coming in our country yes. wanting to kill Americans. Right. But he wasn't worried about oh, that. No, he but he wasn't worried about no, that. No, 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 no. We was hoping that he would save American jobs. Uh-huh. But he was so busy wanting to sign that TPP bill into yeah. law uh-huh. to outsource our jobs. We was hoping that he would go down there to Chicago uh-huh. and talk to those young men down there yeah. and tell them to stop killing each other. That's right. Oh, but he wasn't worried no, about no, no, that. No, 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 no. He wasn't worried about the no, violence no, 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 in Chicago. None of that. We was hoping that he would have went up there to Baltimore uh-huh. and made sure those children was reading out a book yeah. that was decent and not something from 1976. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We was hoping for that. Yeah. But we didn't receive that. No, 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 no. And see, President Obama, your husband, yeah. ran on hope and change. And on. we trusted him. Yeah. Now people walking around here with no hope. And not enough change to buy penny candy. Uh-huh. You know what, Michelle? Uh-huh. Welcome to the American people's world. Welcome, Welcome to our world. Yeah. Because this is what we've been dealing with for the past eight years. Mm-hmm. No hope of under your husband's presidency. Hi, guys. CJ Pearson here. And I just wanted to take a moment to dive into recent remarks made by the First Lady, uh, Michelle Obama, about Americans feeling, not feeling any hope anymore. Not and, and 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 what she exactly said was, now we know what it's like to not have hope anymore. You know, I sat around my house, and I really wanted to let those comments settle in. And I really wanted to get my thoughts together because I really, really was very angry when she said this. And genuinely angry because of the fact that it is so ignorant. And yet, <laughs> that is just beyond me. It's beyond so many people. Because for the last eight years... Americans have not had hope. It's exactly why Donald Trump was elected. And she wants to sit here and complain and say that Americans don't know what hope is anymore because her president isn't because her husband isn't in office anymore? Well, let me tell you this. For the past 8 years, black boys and girls haven't had any hope because 4 out of 7 of them live in poverty. For the last eight years, people in middle America who live on the Rust Belt have not had any hope because under this president, their jobs have been shipped overseas. And you want to talk to me about people not having hope. People haven't had hope until this man, until her husband, President Barack Hussein Obama, stepped into the White House. He has done nothing, nothing at all. And you want to lecture the American people about hope? You want to look us in the eye and say that you had our best interests at heart when there has been no show of any such thing. Hope is something that has been non-existent in this country. And people on November 8th said that I want that feeling again. I want hope. And so they voted for for a president like Donald J. Trump. Because they were tired of having their back against the mat. They were tired of giving the short end of the stick in this country under the disastrous policies of your husband, Michelle. And so they chose an alternative. They chose someone new and they chose Donald J. Trump. You have no clue what you're talking about, Mrs. Obama. The hope that you speak of 
is something that your husband they'll deliver on. Hope that you can believe in. Probably wasn't even hope your own husband could believe in. He gave us nothing but false dreams, false promises, and more blatant incompetence. So, Michelle, you think you speak for America when you say we don't have hope anymore? Let me tell you, I didn't have hope before the election of Donald Trump. But I do now. Michelle, you don't speak for me. And, to be quite frank, you don't speak for a lot of Americans. Just ask President-elect Donald J. Trump and the coalition that elected him. Michelle, take a seat. Thank you. All right. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, the first clip, once again, was Tupac talking about green in America. Then the second was Diamond and Silk, the two black ladies. Um, that was rooting, I mean rooting, <laughs> that were um, campaigning for Donald Trump. And the last guy was C.J. Pearson. And, uh, you know, he's he just somebody that wanted to give his comments on Michelle Obama's comments. So, as you can see, it's very interesting. Um, you can surely say a couple of them have no idea about uh, how <laughs> how um, the, the government works at all. But do they have a point? The question, do they have a point? Are they right? Was there... Was there um, no hope during the presidency of of, of, of um, Barack Obama? And is Tubac right? You know, should you feel guilty because you got a lot of money and there's homeless veterans and children and things of that nature? So I'm going to open up your lines and um, let's talk about it. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my brother. That was a good, interesting three, four doggone clip. Okay, uh, first one on uh, two path. Okay, I, I just saw uh, uh, a cat on YouTube that worked for one of these government agencies. He told he said that there was a hit on Tupac and Michael Jackson because by uh, people above the music industry because they don't want nobody bringing the truth through music. As long as they keep you stupid with this Jay Z stuff, uh, just the bling bling and, and, and twerking and stuff, that's all good. So they flipped the script uh, right after, right uh, when uh, what's that? Public Enemy and KRS One them was coming out with that conscious stuff. That's when they started flipping the script. And Tupac, they took Tupac out and Michael Jackson too, man. Okay, mm. as far as them two two women, Diamond and Silk, uh-huh. they was partial. They was right, but their presentation sound like that cartoon Jekyll and Jekyll or something. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when she went to 1976, man. She said something about 1976, man. She went way back. That was a good year for me in 1976 because I was young and strong. But uh, and, and all defense to the President Obama, now he did have a plan for a whole bunch of jobs on the infrastructure. Okay, plenty of work to redo the infrastructure where everybody can work and eat that's got skills. These, these 535 uh, whores up in Congress are uh, blocked just by everything he tried to do for, for the people in the economy. So I, I give Obama that. But uh, uh-huh. that, that's just, I give him that on that. But they blocked all the stuff he tried to do for to get put people to work, man. Okay. Now, right. Can I get my opinion? Just saying. Well, Tupac is dead, so I leave that at that. And Diamond and Silk, 
I guess oh, I guess um, Donald Trump is their hope. Because if you saw some change when he was there, I guess you can you did see some change. But if you didn't rip on you didn't get none. And for the last one, he just got hatred in his heart for the for the Obama mm-hmm. period. Just listen to the things he had to say. Couldn't come up with no 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 answer why he felt the way he does. Yeah, because the same people on both sides at the end of four but, years, they gonna they gonna say they got played by Trump. Watch. And I want to see that. I want to see Diamond and Silk get a job for all that work they did for Donald Trump. I hope he gives them some place. Oh, he'll, be, he'll be in the kitchen cooking some chicken and stuff. <laughs> I'm just waiting to see that job. He'll be fine, chicken, um, like the Popeye uh, lady. Uh, you know, when Tupac made the statements that he did, I would just like to know, and you know, it's something that these guys like him say things like that because they don't know anything about much about anything about economics. They just are passionate. But I would like to know how, what mechanism would this gentleman use to ensure that people don't earn too much money, and how would he redistribute the wealth, and to whom? Of course, questions like that from guys like him are always short on answers. But it doesn't seem to matter. It just sounds good. Now, is Barack Obama and his shovel-ready jobs? Well, we know that he urged the Congress to pass that $800 billion stimulus package, and one of the things he said, that he's going to have shovel-ready jobs and all that other job. But the reason it didn't work is because it couldn't work. It was predicated on a lie. It wasn't predicated hold on, on the Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's talk. Because, it, brother, because it passed with a Democrat Congress. Sir, it again. My brother. Let's talk. Can we have a dialogue? Or are you going to do a monologue? Uh, we, mean, we, speak as long as my brother, my brother, my brother, take a breath for a minute. Listen, sir. Listen, listen, I, listen you, some you spoke longer than me. Mr. Clark, can, can I answer this question? I'm facts, just saying man. that the thing that is, is that the shovel ready jobs couldn't materialize because the whole thing was based on a lie. And Republicans well, it wasn't a lie, couldn't man. stop okay, it anyway. Hey, brother, man. Don't you, what you think about redoing all <laughs> these gas lines that's blowing up right now, man? Okay, every week you see the news with somebody yeah, old uh, and the gas line is blowing up, they ought to fix it. So what they is got, your point? He put the money out there to fix it, man. And then these, these doggone Republican governors uh, uh, no, turned that money sure. down, bro. Even the Obama administration knows it was a failure. It had nothing to do with Republicans. Yes, Come Can on, man. Them states. Yes, them they states. did. They didn't want the money. They didn't want to take the money. The states didn't go. want to take Thank the you. money. So, Thank uh, you, Mr. Mayor. And some of them got it and sent it somewhere else. So that's what happened. Unless we would miss something. Hey, another thing he put out there for high speed rail going all the way from New York to Florida and from Texas, I mean from Georgia to California and from New York to uh, Oregon. These but Republican governors and redneck congressmen voted that down, man. Everybody could have had some work, man. We gotta go through uh, uh, Why do we have 50 <laughs> sovereign states in the union? Is there a reason for that, or is everything still being run by the federal government? They're I'm not. They're not. They're not. They're, the states I mean, are completely is sovereign. The federal government. Well, see, what he should have done is did what these rich folks did when the railroad first went along and just started running the high speed rail. That's what he should have done. Just got these corporations. Like J.P. Morgan and the one that uh, financed the first railroad, the steam engine, they just start running them high-speed rails. Yeah, that's what he should do. They just start running them high-speed rails, regardless of what these state governors say. High-speed rails. So what is that? Government, I'm wondering what the money. Nobody wants. 
wonder where the money went that he tried you to You want to sit in traffic there, right, man? Hey, my brother, you want to sit in traffic uh, and burn up gas? Nobody wants it. It's a failure. Okay. I disagree, man. I disagree. And it was a boondoggle. It went nowhere. It was an utter... Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to be trying to yell over y'all anymore. All right, look. You know... um, Look, there's a movement to get everybody out of their cars and get everybody in public transportation. It's a movement. It's an agenda, okay? And the major cities are moving that way as fast as they can. Um, they're building uh, what they call condos, but they're really small, compact um, places for to live. So you be packed in like rats, you know, and they can control you easier that way. Yeah, but but let's be honest. Yeah, for the last eight years, we know Congress really has not really tried to work with anyone, especially not President Obama. Um, heck, they couldn't even work with themselves. Um, so, you know, you can argue this point all day long, but it is what it is. It is what it is. We, we finna turn and turn the corner, and we're going to see what's finna happen now with that. Um, we got eight minutes left in the live show. so. If you're not on the phone lines, you need to get here, 347-838-8622. If you can't, thank you for dropping by, and um, you can listen to the rest of the show on the archives because we will be going over time. All right, let me bring this lady in. All right, welcome to the show, Miss Lady. Good afternoon, Eric. I hope all is well with everyone. Hey, Happy New Year, sweet thing. Happy New Year. Oh, I was calling Moron the other day on the show. Well, okay, thank you for that. <laughs> but anyway, I hear you. Was that you that said, you know, we're just saying that if you stay on these shows too much and argue too much, it can affect your mental health. So what I do, I, right. I'm not into all that arguing mainly, usually. Mm-hmm. I just hang up the phone. I'm not going to get involved with all that foolishness. I agree. But you know what? I, I saw kitten figures. It is Fabulous! Everybody should go and they should take their children to see it. It is amazing. Um, and this has happened, I'm sure, uh, multiple times, thousands of times. But those three black women who were instrumental, especially two of them, in getting the spaceship up in the air, you know, um, the uh, one was a brilliant mathematician and the racism they had to encounter. One was um, in the forefront of understanding Fortran. And what I loved was she had a group of black um, young ladies that worked under her, uh, and she taught all of them. So they were able to move into the IT department in the beginning of Fortran. It was just, and it showed that black people working together, black women really supporting each other, working together, having mutual respect and appreciation and concern for each other. It was wonderful. Um, But, yes, you're right about Obama. Um, He was blocked. I'm just looking at a a, um, website, on a website, about Obama's. The bill Republicans have blocked since President Obama took office. I'm not going to go through all of them. But one was the tax on companies that ship job overseas. The bill would have eliminated the tax breaks that companies get when they ship jobs overseas. Republicans blocked this, allowing companies to keep the tax break they receive when they ship jobs to other countries. 
Um, the political ad disclosure bill that required all donors to political campaigns to reveal themselves. Republicans blocked this twice. The Small Business Jobs Act would give local community banks access to billions of dollars to loan to small businesses. Republicans blocked it and attempted to block it a second time in Let's see. Um, benefits for homeless veterans would have expanded benefits for homeless veterans and homeless veterans with children. Republicans blocked this. Of course, the Affordable Care Act, we know about that. The job bill offsets the payroll tax for one year for companies that hire new employees or people receiving unemployment insurance. Also gives other tax incentives to companies hiring new employees. Republicans attempted to block this. Mm. Uh, Wall Street reform uh, would have prevented the banks from being too big to fail. Bill liability. Republicans blocked this. Unemployment extension bill would have provided additional aid to the millions of Americans on unemployment. Republicans blocked this bill for eight weeks before it finally passed. Um, the Fair Pay Act of 2009 requires women receive equal compensation to men for doing the same work. Republicans attempted to block this. No permanent military bases in Afghanistan. Uh, protection of child custody arrangements with child members of the armed forces forces that are deployed. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, how much blocking can you take? Uh, don't forget, you know, what does that do to your spirit, Miss Miss Lady? Don't forget Guantanamo yeah. Bay. They wanted that close too because it's costing American money. It's still open because of what? May, may, may I comment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go ahead. Everybody, and I want to go back to the, and she's got a lot of points, but I want to go back to the original thing about what Michelle Obama said, and yeah. you know. It, it's beyond me that anybody finds hope or lack of hope with who's in a political office. You know, mm-hmm. your hope, really. I, I've never thought like that. I don't know many people that do. You know, if I think about doing something or, or, or sticking myself on a limb on some business or anything, I'm really not thinking about who's in office. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my, my hope, you know, not to sound like a, uh, uh, evangelical or anything, but my hope and my faith ultimately comes from from God above me, you know, and and any resolve that I have, you know, would probably come from my belief in myself, from you know being I haven't having persevered through you know up and down and bumpy roads. Uh, okay, who has that channel going on? Please turn it off. I'm at the hospital, man. I'm in the hospital. Oh. Those things making okay. noise. Uh, <laughs> Trying to get his, oh, I, I want to stop okay. it. Yeah, I had a little infection in my leg, and they want to keep me for a couple of days to get it fixed. It's fine. I got a beautiful room with a view of the basin. Um, and so it's gonna. Now, believe me, I wanted to stop. I actually really want the nurse to come. It's a beautiful nurse to come. Well, whatever. <laughs> oh no! Uh, it's gonna stop when it stops. Nursing? But I don't see Ooh, how. Your I don't see how makes a difference. That's true. No, no, beautiful. Don't um, do. In fact, when I woke up and I saw her, I said, good God. She said, what? I said, you are so unfortunate looking. You have really ruined my day. Couldn't help but laugh. I mean, she's so, she's so beautiful. She's the type that gets compliments everywhere she goes. So we had to try something different. Um, 
I don't know anyone that ties, if anyone is tying their hope into a political party or a political figurehead and feel that that's going to determine whether they succeed uh, or fail. They've got so many other problems and they're yep. so misguided, uh, in my opinion, anyway. That's all. Yeah, the only thing is, uh, I gotta agree with you there, Beasley. Anybody who gets all upset about cult of personality is very misguided. However, when we have somebody in there whose intention is to be ruinous to the Commonwealth, that's another matter. But I don't agree with you. Everybody, probably me included, puts too much faith in any political candidate of any stripe. So you know, that's all you on. You know, come on. But just to say, but just to say, for instance, that um, uh, you know, uh, uh, now all of a sudden, that uh, this guy's been on for eight years, and this woman who just found time to be proud for her country only when her country decided to vote for her husband. Yeah. Now after eight years, ain't nobody got to do that. Now that ought to tell you something about his administration. It tells you. Can I say something? It tells you about the whole country because she didn't want to run for nothing. She don't. She's ready to go and be through with this, this whole rhetoric that they got up there because she knows what it is. And a couple years down, she's gonna be running. So she's gonna be running in a couple years. She's not gonna be running for nothing. I doubt. She will. I take a bet on that. We understand why Colin Powell didn't run. Now we didn't understand at first, but now we understand because he would have the same rhetoric. But you know, the thing about it is that he ran on his slogan was hope and change, hope and change. And he couldn't accomplish a lot because he had so much obstruction. But you know, the, COVID, the economy, the, the problems with the country didn't start with Obama. And I haven't been moving around. Um, he I beg to differ, madam. He more than it doubled is. the national deficit. More than doubled. You know what? I hate, I, you know what? Yeah, you know what? It, and I hate it every time they throw it out there. He doubled. Look, the man inherited two wars. What What you think will happen? You going to say money on uh, that? The two wars you are know, not the cause of the deficit. It's not the cause of the deficit. Two wars. You simply look at the budget for the two wars. That we bailed them out. We spent billions bailing out those two big to sell banks uh, because of George Bush with his allowing all these people to buy houses with those subprime loans, that whole scam, that was nothing but a big scam. George Bush didn't start that. The Democrats did under Jimmy Carter. And that happened up under George Bush, okay? Not under Jimmy Carter, that act was passed, and it was brought no, into fruition during the Clinton administration. That is Please. not true, madam. No, I didn't. Well, according to someone who worked for George Bush, and I talked to uh, for both Bushes, that's exactly what happened. Ma'am, ma'am, will you please research the history of the law that they brought all research. about? We already know. It, it was passed under Carter. People were buying supplies. They were not buying supplies. They were not under George Bush. You're not being honest. Unless the bank complied with the provisions of the law that required them to provide loans for people that heretofore had been denied loans. That is simply a fact. 
Hold on, hold on. And I told y'all yes. I ain't having no that yelling. I mean, raising your okay, voice, you got to calm down. What me? Can I ask a question? question? You mean to tell what me the all of the housing, the housing debacle came up on the on the quarter, but then we went to Clinton, and then we went to Bush, and people lost their houses in what year? And they were 2008, 2009, 2009, 2010. Okay, that's what I was. And then you had all those uh, yes. things you were doing the stuff you were doing that year. Using to, uh, all right. Say that if all of this came up on the Carter, so everything that good that's supposed to happen under the, on the, on the, the new president going to be Obama's. The Community I'm Reinvestment Act. That's what the, that's what the right <laughs> likes to talk about. That's the mm-hmm. reason, even though it took 15, 20 years to happen. You know, it, it's greed is what does this, and the, yes. the Community Reinvestment Act wasn't a bad thing. It was something that was designed where people could own their homes in their Hood, so to speak, because when people own their homes, they take more pride in their homes. And in some places, it actually worked. In the Bronx, uh, they had people that they, they people that bought their homes on their homes. And it's the truth: if you own your home and you have an equity stake in the community, you know maybe you're going to do a little bit more to make sure your community stays nice. That's all. And. Yeah, but here's what happened, Beasley. This this is what happened. What happened was the banks were forced to all of a sudden change their lending criteria from basically sound policies to admit people to loans that were not normally credit worthy because of pressure from the federal government. Now, you know, people are greedy, including bankers. And they saw it as an opportunity. They said, well, look, if we're getting raped, we might as well sit back and enjoy it. And they created this corrupt scheme called bundled securities, where they bundle a bunch of worthless mortgages together, and they would that, trade them as commodities. Oh, and all and of a sudden, these people that. were defaulting on their loans they're, they're, because they're so many doing. of them were not credit worthy. The Sarge. whole damn scheme fell apart, but that, and it but took years. Sarge. They're still selling bundled securities. Yes, they okay. are. I know. And, and, you're, and you're on point. The whole engine started by the stupid federal government with that well, idiotic Community Reinvestment Act. Well, Absent uh, that and the greed of bankers, it wouldn't have happened. Sarge, Sarge, Jimmy Carter left office in 1980. The I real problem that it happened. He looks like a snowball rolling down. You know down what? Let someone finish the sentence. Started at the top of the mountain. By the time he gets sentence. down to the bottom, man, you are so annoying with this. Snowball <laughs> you are so annoying it's with this, man. It's pretty damn big. You you know, man, he started the snowball man. in 1978. That snowball started up under George Bush. That's Sarge. when it started, and you don't want to admit it. Sarge. Jimmy Carter left the office in 1980. Jimmy Carter left office in 1980. Look at what happened under Bill Clinton. Oh, my God. Bio Robinson versus Citibank. When they threatened the banks, they said, we're not going to let you do acquisition and mergers unless you loan more money to more people who are not normally credit worthy. And guess history. what? And, and guess what? Banks made a fortune off of those loans because those people were less sophisticated. Okay? Those people were less sophisticated. 
and they paid much larger fees, and they were charged yes, higher. Yes, I were, completely agree with you. There's lots of blame to go banks, around, listen, listen, but the, the federal were, government but why are you putting the it on, ball rolling. Why are you putting it on no. Jimmy Carter? Because <laughs> you don't listen very well. Because 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 it's be, it's be, it's beyond his mentality to think that the bankers actually control the government, no matter if it's Democrat or Republicans, and they're doing things to benefit themselves. And at the end of at the end of the day, let me finish this. At the end of the day, this crisis that happened in 2008, the banks were bailed out and were paid 100 yep. percent on the dollar. By the taxpayers, and they were able to yep. reacquire. They were able to acquire property at three percent. Uh, Bank of Bank of America was selling those bad mortgages at at three percent, and I know for a fact because I was in court watching them do it. The Dutch Bank bought these things, yep. and now they're starting to pay the fee for it. So the banks benefit either way. So, and that's why you're right. And, 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 the, ba- and, the, and the banks Those and the banks should have been allowed and the banks and the and banks you know they held and on I to agree with property. you and the, ba- and, and the banks have the power to finish my thought and the banks have the power to influence policy no matter who the government is I mean no matter what party is in power so they're benefiting in the long run they're the ones that are playing long ball and understanding everything that's going on while other people argue Democrat Republican. Influence. And then you had Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac involved in it. They got involved in it, too. They were cooking the books. They were making no. up numbers that didn't match the facts on the ground, and nobody got indicted for it. Okay. I mean, Ms. Lady, were you trying to say something? Those banks should have been allowed to fail. They shouldn't have passed that reinvestment act. There should have been a moral hazard to what those banks were doing. But this idiot federal government once again stepped in and removed lady, it. Right? But Sarge, you know what's crazy? It's going to happen again. Yeah. Because some of the same people that caused it are uh, coming back again. Well, the same, well, he don't the want same to have a conversation about there. that. The same conditions are there where you have an overheated real estate market that can't sustain itself. The, the values in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, the major places where they've driven the prices up are higher than what they were in 2006 and 2007. It's going to happen again. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth Warren sta- tried to put sta- in regulations and, and couldn't do it because she was blocked by the Republicans. Well, they, and right, they don't they, believe in regulations. <laughs> they don't they want no regulations some, they, or nothing. They, 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 put in, they put in some soft strokes to make yep. people feel better, but it doesn't cover everything. They still sell mm-hmm. those bundle mortgages. And right now, it's oh, at first, you needed you know 20% down when this thing started again about five or six years ago. Now, it's much more lenient for who can get a loan. That's right. When it went, at one point during the Community Reinvestment Act, some borrowers didn't have to put a cent down. And then they want to privatize everything? You pri- oh, that you sounds privatize. like a better idea. No, no, that way you don't have the whole pri- hand of the federal government enforcing so everything. So and you know, the I knew a lady, she, was, she bought a house, had an 800 credit score, perfect credit, 
has 10% put to put down. They refused to accept the first-time buyer whole bread program. That was Wells Fargo. And later on, after they sold all these properties to these people that was way overpriced, they went underwater with these subprime loans, then other people were able to scoop them up for half the price. It's a shame. And then they want to have the health account. Uh, I'm keep the federal let, government out and let the market play itself out, and it wouldn't happen. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because the, state, the, state not, the, because the billionaires are going all over the country scooping up properties. But what, when uh, it comes that, to that, that's what they do. They got billions to buy properties. And what you gonna stop and, them? And they want you to have a health savings account. So I'm saying, like, you got a health savings account, so you can only got so much money to spend in it. Uh. And Better than the federal government, I guarantee whatever the billionaires no, have done, it wouldn't have been as bad as well, what happened in 2008. Did you not see what happened because of no federal government intervention? They don't think they need no regulations. That's what happened with, with the medical thing. They don't need no regulations for nothing. even need the community reinvestment act that should have never passed. States don't need to be controlling nothing. Because mm. you get a big mess out of Community Reinvestment Act. That was a that trigger that, that started the whole is. thing. What do you get? Why don't you like regulations, Lodge? Do they help people or harm what? people? Regulations. Uh, look, uh, regulations that are, the, look, the only purpose of government regulation is to prevent fraud and promote interstate commerce. That's it. Not to pick really? winners and losers. Really? And that's what they do. Yes, and then really. they regulate it. They don't want they don't regulate nothing. They don't want to even give you regulate uh but what I'm saying is health thing okay. they're trying to uh, if Obama had offered an incentive for businesses not to take their jobs offshore, which he didn't, because that man can't stand the idea of cutting corporate tax rates. How do you, how you what Trump that? How you is doing, that? yeah. He's making the same that? sort of threat, but he's how also you know at the same time going to limit corporate tax rates. Did, did he tell it's you called, that? It's called the, the stick and the carrot. Did he tell you that? knows nothing but the <laughs> stick. I'm asking you, did he tell you that? Or you get that from somebody else? Uh, uh, you apparently don't listen to the man. He says he's going to cut the corporate tax rate to 15%. Really? And how much is uh, the man coming in? How much, is, how much is the one that's coming in going to cut it? Uh, we have oh, the what? highest corporate tax rates in the world of any major industrial power. And he the highest. Cut it he said he's going to cut it. The highest. Highest. There's no country he's in the world that has a no, 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 no. corporate tax rate than the United States. He said they're going to cut them so they can come back. That's why a lot of those jobs are offshore. No, it's not. They have jobs are offshore so they can get cheap labor. Hey, That's, what That's why they're offshore. Yeah, they'd, they'd rather spend a lot of money cheap for the labor. labor they can get overseas. They'd rather spend a lot of money here. But if they get the tax yeah. cut, they'd be happy to bring their businesses back here yeah. and on all that tax money. Trillions, at least two to three trillion dollars offshore. If they bring the offshore money back there, it'll help America a whole lot. Yeah, well, then you want to cut corporate tax rates, and then the jobs will stay here. And they want to take the jobs. This is a race to the bottom. If they took the jobs, he wasn't going to offer anything in return. When you shut up, they wanted to take the cap out of Social Security, but guess who? Your party didn't want to do it. Okay, now you want to change the subject, I notice. I'm, I'm talking about the things that's going to affect you. All the other mess you're talking about, I ain't going to do nothing for you. 
I'm talking about is economics, pure and simple. That's the mess. Right. This liberals like you who don't understand how free market economics. How often do you think you the understand wealth redistribution? How often do you think the new country is going to be there? They're going to be gone half of the time, or they're going to be in there most of the time now? I don't, what did he say? Did anybody understand what she just said? Because I didn't. It's over my head. She's too deep for me. Well, I'm going to put it inside your head. Do you think the new country is going to be there more than they're working than they were the last eight years? Are they going to be there working, or are they going to be out, out somewhere else in other countries doing stuff? I don't know what the new Congress is going to do. Look, I, I don't make predictions unless I'm fairly sure what they're going to do. I heard what Donald Trump is going to do. I heard what some of the leaders of the House are going to do. I have faith that some of them will be done, but yeah, I don't right. know for faith. sure. You got faith. Dude. We shall you, see. You I'm doing that. a wait and no see regulation. Right now. I don't know. No, I don't know. No regulation fosters abuse and oligarchy development. Too mm-hmm. much regulation prevents um, new ideas from being created and new business models, perhaps. But I would rather have less innovation than all of this oligarchy development and abuse of people in this country and in this world. We don't need to have the latest, you know, far-reaching, innovative technology. It's not going to add quality to your life when you stop back and look at it. Let's go back to horse and buggy whips. That's a good idea. Well, you don't have to go to horse and buggy, but there we needs to be a, a balance. A balance. Because we are physical. We're not just physical beings. We're spiritual and emotional beings. And that's not being taken into account. <laughs> okay. You can laugh and it's true. Miss Lady. It's true. Can I ask you something? Yes. <laughs> You remember the night that we were discussing the president that's in the White House and when Sarge said he'd rather have a white man in the White House? You remember that night he was having that conversation? Ooh, I don't remember him saying that. Did you say that, Sarge? No, I didn't say it. She's an idiot. She knows not of what she speaks. I'm going to I panic. just got through telling her not very long ago exactly what I said. She, her little feeble mind cannot comprehend very well. I would tell you what I said, but I've already said it, and Mr. Talk might not want me to spend time repeating myself. We know, but we I'll be know. happy to can tell you what I actually said. Can I talk to this lady so I can finish? Would you like to know what I actually said instead of what this dunce said I said? Well, we'll finish. Madam, would you like to know, or would you rather just go ahead with her life? I'm going to do it like this. We'll ask Jay tonight, and we'll find out, okay, because you're a big uh, liar. All right. Well, look, I, I got $1,000 I'm willing to yeah, bet. Yeah, we'll ask Jay. If you compete so you know, with me putting those okay. words together, right. in that context, okay. I'll give you $1,000. Otherwise, you give me You don't $1, even have 1000 I won't even take it. Okay. Don't have okay, ma'am, let me tell you what I said. This is what I said. Well, I, I said know. that if, if the only sort of black presidents we can get is Marxist usurpers like Barack Obama, then I hope we never have another black president. On the other hand, if we can have a president like Alan Keyes, a very dark-skinned black man, then all (laughs) I hope we get is black presidents. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you hear what I said? That's what I said. Well, no, Not you didn't. what May said that no. I said. I said we'll sell it with Jay. 
Now, if you don't understand that any more than she did, I have nothing more to say. Thank you. Don't have, don't say nothing else. Okay. <laughs> I meant about that. Uh, I don't think I do it. Say okay. Ah, man, <laughs> mental midgets. <laughs> oh, I don't know who he's calling a mental midget, but he he better watch that. All right. Anyway. It's 4.15 my time. Time to let y'all go ahead and get your last words in so you can get out there and do your party and whatever you're going to do for the next two nights of 2016. All right? So, oh, what happened here? So, as we always do, first, last in, first out. All right, so, Miss Lady, can I have your last words, please? Oh, I'm just for Alan Keys, God forbid. Oh, please, no. But anyway... Uh, just everyone have a great new year and bring it in safely and um, all of that. That's all, pretty much. All right, thank you, and you have a great weekend, and be safe out there bringing the new year in, too. Okay. All right. Next, let's see. Sarge, you're up next. Yeah, uh, well, I'm sorry that Alan Keyes isn't black enough for her, but I guess, uh, you know, you you know, you you say tomato and I say tomato. That's the way it is. Look, uh, when the truth of this administration comes out, it ain't going to be pretty. This is going to be one of the most ugly, depraved, and corrupt administrations in the history of the United States. And the truth will out, whether we want it to or not, because it always does. And it's going to be dark indeed about the Obama administration. And a lot of people are going to have not just egg on their face, but slime on it. That's Happy it? New Year to everybody. Okay. <laughs> Happy New Year to you too, Sarge. <laughs> All right. Maze, you're up. Well, Mrs. Oz, yeah, I have a nice... New Year, and with Sarge, I'm sick of that rhetoric over and over and over. We heard of eight years. We want to hear something new. And with that, y'all have a good one. <laughs> All right, you too, Maze. And you enjoy your weekend as well. All right, last but not least, my man Wesley. Wesley, you're up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, my brother. You hear me? I hear you. Yes, sir, man. That was a great debate, and it has proved to me, man, that, uh, it's always take two sides to on the coin, man. So, and the majority always win because see, like the majority of the callers was right on the money. And then you have one opposing force, and uh, and the words that are uh, the people at the Star Wars made the force be with everybody tonight in 2017 because it's gonna be a good year for us, man. Everybody waking up one by one, folk waking up, and so it's all, everything gonna be good, man. So peace and blessing you, my brother, and uh, I'll catch you next year, 2017. All right. You be safe out there. All right. Great show. Great show. A lot of opinions, a lot of facts. You know, great debate. Can't can't ask for no more than that. Um, We will be back on the air Monday. That's right. We're going back to the regular regular, um, time now, you know, 2 p.m. Monday and Friday. So y'all can put it on your calendars. Let's see what else we have for you. You know, um, I didn't really get to say a lot about it earlier, but look, you know, that that beef that's going on in the so-called conscious uh, community or movement or however you want to categorize it is embarrassing. It really is. 
you know, because you, you look at these brothers and they're up there giving lectures about this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do to improve ourselves. But yet when they're, they are approached in a negative way, they automatically goes make, go negative. That, that's, that, that's not a good thing. <laughs> you know, that's not a good thing. And especially if, if if I'm looking at you saying, huh, maybe I want to get a, be a part of that, but then I see you act like that. No, 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 no. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, be careful who you who you put your your, your faith in. You know, I say keep it in yourself. <laughs> if you disappoint yourself, well, that's just on you. You know, don't 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 do it. All right, don't do it. Okay, well. I know some of y'all going to go out and have some fun this weekend. Just be safe. Um, don't drink and drive. You know, don't snort and drive. Uh, <laughs> yes, you have to say that. Um, don't text and drive. Whatever you do, just be safe. Make it in the new year great. And everybody be back here Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. All right. I want to hear, see all your voices and faces and hear your voices. All right. So that's going to do it for me. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest and the best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, baby. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just gravy. All right. So I'm going to take you out of here with some Mary J. Blige featuring the late George Michael and old Stevie Wonder jam ads. See y'all Monday. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out.